always been your background? And no. no. You don't like it? I, I'm so proud of it. Look at the epaulets, okay? <sighs> <laughs> oh, look, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw them. I tried to edit that other, like, the black and, the, like, grayscale picture, but I was too lazy and this was easier. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Kappa Connection. I am your host, Panda, and I am here with my co-hosts, Gio and Yasha. How are you guys doing? Hello. It's a cursed day. If the intro feels shorter, it's because I forgot to say that we are a Sarah's Emi podcast from the creators of Imagine Me and Utah. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. We're here to talk about Sarah's Emi episode four. Yes. We're on episode four, right? Yes. We are. I am eagerly awaiting seeing this episode because I hear it goes a little nuts. This episode is, uh, whew, it's something, all right. All right. That's my favorite kind. before we get started on this episode i guess this is our our new segment bad sarah's and my opinions because we're doing this two weeks in a row yeah this was uh brought to my attention by friend of the show Teresa, my co-host from my other podcast the fresh podcast market and who i'm hoping to possibly bring on this show once we get around to talking about the manga because she really liked the reo and mabu manga and i thought it would be fun to have a guest for that mm-hmm. but uh here we have a bad opinion um i'm not gonna say i already retweeted this onto the podcast account so I guess it doesn't really matter whether or not I conceal this person's name but I'm not gonna bring attention to what this person's username was because because that's rude that's I mean rude. and also they don't deserve the recognition <laughs> <laughs> okay like and uh, they started it with a cl- oh why are you no, I'm gonna read it. Leave gonna read it. They started with this. a quote like all of my undergrad essays. Yes. Yeah, and it's okay. Look, Leave but, it alone, let, let, Yasha. Let me... Why don't you do a dramatic reading for us? I need to start with a lengthy quote from Richard Feynman. In the South Seas, there is a cargo cult of people. During the war, they saw airplanes land with lots of good materials, and they want the same thing to happen now. So they've arranged to imitate things like runways to put fires along the sides of the runways, to make a wooden hut for a man to sit in with two wooden pieces on his head like headphones and bars of bamboo sticking out like antennas. He's the controller. And they wait for the airplanes to land. They're doing everything right. The form is perfect. It looks exactly the way it looked before. But it doesn't work. No airplanes land. So I call these things cargo cult science because they follow all the apparent precepts and forms of scientific investigation, but they're missing something essential because the planes don't land. This here is a cargo cult anime. Specifically, a cargo cult imitation of symbolic and deep anime. You might believe this show actually means something if you're a character in the Emperor's New Clothes or maybe a literature teacher operating on a blue curtain symbolize the protagonist's inner turmoil logic. But it doesn't. It's just a bunch of random flashy crap thrown together to imitate other works that have real symbolism in them. Too deep for you, bait. This show is personally insulting to me as someone who actually likes entertainment that can be broadly defined as art house, 
because it validates the opinion that Art House is nothing but pretentious pseudo-deep wankery putting on airs to distract from its creative bankruptcy. Actually, okay, but that's true. Only a third of the show is pretentious, flashy crap. The other third is literal crap, as in scatological <laughs> humor, cringy to anyone who've outgrown the phase where hearing the word butthole sends them into hysterical laughter. Wonder what the last third is? Stock footage. Yes, fucking stock footage. Welcome to the 1970s, where anime are piss-poor children's cartoons that have up to 25% of the episode taken up by the reused footage of some transformation sequence because they literally don't have any money to draw more scenes. As we all know, past the 1970s, there were no anime that used the same animation in each episode. Definitely not. They stopped doing that at 1979, the last year. (laughs) Except in this case, money is not the problem, lack of talent is. Again, (laughs) creative bankruptcy is the only adequate description. How is this shit is not laughed at in this day and age is beyond me. Well, so far everything I've said applies to any anime directed by Ikuhara, and this is supposed to be a Sarazanmai review, but that's exactly the point. There is literally nothing in this show that isn't a rehash of Utena Penguin Drum, the third one, Kuma something, I couldn't bother to look it up, it's the same shit anyway. The name should be Ikuhara Anime, the Animation, Part 4, because that fraud has a single bucket list of ideas that he just keeps reusing for the last 30 years. Let me do you a favor. Search for Ikuhara Bingo on Google Pictures and take a couple of seconds to study the results. Congratulations, you've seen all of the Ikuhara-directed anime and no longer need to risk getting cancer from actually watching them. I would give this a negative score if I could. It's not just bad, it is the opposite of art, and the world is a worse place because it exists. The opposite of art! <laughs> you know what? That's that's legit, thank you, actually. When people, when people ask me, so what do you like? And I'm gonna be like, I like the opposite of art. <laughs> That's me, baby. Bring me the opposite of art. I don't know. Maybe it's the inverse of art. The the mirror the mirror universe of art. Yes, it's got a beard. That's that's what Utina, Sarazanmai, and Riverdale all have in common. This just in: every creator that has certain things that show up in all of the things that they make is now a hack. Oh, and I literally can't think of anyone that I've seen more than two things by that yeah. I can't name their con- like, come on. That's just literally stupid. That's just like, the, this person, okay, alright, so we knew what was going to happen as soon as they started out their review with a big quote about by sociology. By an astrophysicist that... Yeah. Is being totally misinterpreted. I'm very disappointed in the lack of actually relating this quote to what this person is trying to say. I feel like they they felt like they had like a real a big Jimmy make. Neutron brain blast moment <laughs> when they thought of how like this quote relates to the Utena fandom or the Ikuhara fandom at large and the way that they are reacting to this anime, but they don't actually make the connection ever. Okay. They okay. just they say the quote and no, then no, they no. just assume that you're going to get it. I this got is it. Truly the worst attempt at Akio explaining I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, ah. It's got all yeah. the 
marks. I mean, no sexual yeah. innuendo. No sexual innuendo. Two out of ten. You know, the quote doesn't at all relate. No, 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 only no. Barely I, I got the quote. I got the quote because it's not about the fans. It's about Ikuhara himself, and it's saying really, yeah, it's saying that Ikuhara is doing all of these things that should work. They have the appearance of being an art house piece of work that exactly. is successful, but he doesn't know why they're not working because he doesn't know yeah. what he's using. So that is how it okay. Yeah. Instead of an That is intent. not how I interpreted the use of that quote. I assumed that they were referring to the like, fans, yeah, the fans and acting as though everything is just as deep as Utena because I assume that Utena is the like initial cargo and mm-hmm. then the uh setting up for cargo to come later is like the attempt to recreate <sighs> that magic. But um, I in on the one hand like your interpretation makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's exactly what he's saying, and I, his failure to kind of relate that in a in a way that's easily understandable is, I mean, that's just him having a big brain moment, like, oh, well, if you can't follow it, then you must not look, be smart enough. Look, however, however, I want to say something here. He doesn't say that Utina is deep either. He thinks that all of them are cargo culting art house. He thinks that all of Ikuhara's work is just completely creatively bankrupt and meaningless. You know, you know what's great about that? I what? hate 99% of art house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Aftermath and Genesis was really nice. That was nice. But that was but, art house gore. But if you're going to say, wow, you're really co-opting art house with your pretentious nonsensical horseshit. Like, like, sweetie, if you say you like art house... <laughs> Hmm. What do you think Art House is, my man? Yeah, you're not only throwing the baby away, you're throwing the bathwater and the building that the tub was in out. Like, yeah. that is literally what Art House is. <sighs> anyway. I don't know, you know, I, I think in this guy's um, opinion, we would slot in in the literature teacher operating on a blue curtain symbolize the protagonist's inner turmoil logic. Yeah, that's me. You know, yeah. I see people dunk on, like, the blue curtain symbolize the author's sadness type of analysis, but, like... What's wrong with it? Sometimes the blue curtains symbolize the author's sadness, my guy! Like, yes! Th- that stuff didn't just come out of nowhere, like... Sometimes the cigar only- is actually a dick. <laughs> like, also, like... Just on, on, still on that point, like, okay, yeah, like, bad teachers exist, and teachers with bad interpretation of media exist, but, like, this presumption, like, the entire idea that, like, the curtains are blue because the author is sad is a bullshit take is built on this false premise that English teachers are also bullshit and that, like, teachers trying to derive meaning from a text are bullshit. And it's like, do you think you're smarter than a teacher, my man? Like, yes. yeah, that's yes. actually, yes. yeah. Yes, he does. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah he does. That is here's, the point. Here's the thing about the, the blue curtains, like, as far as I'm concerned that whole joke has always been premised on the idea that the author sat there and parsed out the curtains are blue because sadness when i feel like Ikuhara goes way more in the i got i should know i should dig this quote up 
I think it's a Stanley Kubrick quote, quote. Mm -hmm. but basically to the effect of like, though I do everything very structured because he's like a notorious perfectionist about how he does his shots and all of this stuff. I don't sit there and parse out, this is what this color means and this is what this shape means. I do it on do instinct. It feels right. Yeah. And like, if viewers want to go back and like henpeck and analyze them, that is perfectly fine. But that's an interpretation of the work, not my intent. And they're separate things. And I yeah. feel like Ikuhara works very much on the same premise. I don't think he sits there and parses out the deep, you know, meaning of every shade he uses and every shot he does. Oh, well, I it's mean, like... instinct that's, like... Ikuhara heartily encourages the idea of death of the author. Yeah. He doesn't want you to think that his vision is the only thing that makes the work. Because, like, he is the first person to, if you ask him what his vision was, like, to know. just say a bunch <laughs> of random bullshit at you. Yeah, because he, he, he had a vision, but he's not going to share it with you. He's going to let you make yours. I also just think that, like, this comment, this review, quote-unquote review of Sarah Zanmai, <laughs> if you can even call it that, it, it makes the same mistake that a lot of people make when it comes to like thinking about Sarah Zanmai and that is you are looking at this work and you are making the assumption that the director is attempting to be deep you assume that because things yeah. are bright and confusing that the author is trying to obfuscate the meaning of what is going on that is not the case as we have established yes sometimes a cucumber is just a penis sometimes like yeah. Yep. When it comes to Ikuhara, he's not like I mean, okay, with previous works like Utana and like Yurikuma Arashi, I can't speak for Penguin Drum, but I do know a little bit more about Yurikuma. Thank you, Sam. Your input is what is <laughs> that Sam being valued. Like, he's like, look forward to our podcast on Yurikuma. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> nice little promo there. It just like, okay, so in previous works, yeah, Ikuhara was trying to hide some of this stuff under like layers of symbolism and whatnot. But with Sarah Zanmai, like, yeah, there's symbolism, but he's not hiding beneath it. He's just using it. Like, yeah. symbols have meanings, and he is using the symbols to convey to information mm -hmm. to the audience. Like, it's visual language. It's like, ridiculous. it's not a metaphor. It's just imagery. Imagery doesn't have to be metaphor. <laughs> it's yep. almost like a format that is visual, auditory, and also like text can convey things in different ways. Wow. 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 And what? I and I do want to add to like this, this review obviously doesn't bring this up because it's not a smart review at all. I, I do feel... This and Penguin Drum do have something in common that I do find I like Utena more because it doesn't do this. This show so far is heavily steeped in Japanese cultural background and mythology. And, oh, for sure. And it's awesome. Like, this is the first time I've seen people cover it so well because with Penguin Drum, we didn't really have, like, the social network for that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're actually getting it all explained to us, and that's awesome. But because we don't have that, you know cultural context and that cultural language to start with mm -hmm. i feel like some of it kind of flies by us probably and we have to kind of like go back after the fact to get the context there is definitely that 
Um, but that's definitely happening. Yeah. And, and ignoring that is ignoring a lot of the like metaphorical and symbolic texture of the show. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately for a Western viewer, a lot of that is going to need to be explained to you after the fact. That's not because it's convoluted and bad. It's because we didn't grow up hearing about Kappa. We grew up hearing about other shit. Jesus. So, we grew up hearing about Jesus. Jesus anime, Ikuhara. Yes. Ikuhara. Jesus anime in 2025. Please do a Jesus. Holy shit, I would give so much for an Ikohara uh, Jesus anime. I can't wait. Oh my god, that would be so good. Oh my god, I cannot wait for Ikuhara's spin on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh my god. That would be so good. Bring me the incest Christian shit. I'm here, Ikuhara. Uh, my body's ready. Uh, Please uh, give me the Ikuhara Bible anime that I deserve. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. anyway, okay. so, anyway, so, hot take is a hot take. a little off track. I have an opinion also on this review, and it, it kind of covers something that you guys have. Does it touched. boil down to, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, but also, like, he's saying that all of these shows are meaningless, which is, like, patently not true like yeah you have to look for the meaning a little bit but it's there like this reminds me i think i mentioned this review to you before the review of utina where it was like well it was just a shaggy dog story because the only thing that happened in the end was anthe left there was no revolution i was like dude how can you miss the emotional context of all of that and i think that's kind of what the what this guy is missing the meaning is in the emotions it's not in like statements or it's not in like intellectual like you you don't you don't absorb it cerebrally you absorb it emotionally a piece of media that you don't have like a gut reaction to and an interpretation on not at all based on like interpretation and analysis Mm -hmm. is garbage not worth watching that is my problem with art house yeah. Is if I have to sit there and, and analyze it to get anything out of it, you yeah. did it wrong. Like, we sit there and analyze, like, Utana and Sarah's and mine shit until we're blue in the face. But, that's but we're doing that after the fact, and we did have a reaction to it just yeah. on its content well, alone. That's the thing. And that's the point. We have that emotional reaction, therefore it makes us interested in what's going on. This guy seems to have missed the entirety of the emotional content of all of the shows he's watched by Ikuhara. Which means... He's probably an Evangelion fan. Probably. He's an Evangelion. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back that uh, opinion up in this, that <laughs> this, I definitely think that this is an, that this is an Evangelion this, fan. This has bitter Ava fan energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, I definitely, I get that strong bitter Ava fan energy from this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah. Well, so today we're going to watch Sarah's that <laughs> yeah, I guess, episode Okay, so you... that's, that's it on that, on, on bad opinion corner. Let's now it's time to actually talk about our episode. good opinions. Ours. <laughs> Ours. Our uh, episode four is called Only I Want Good to Opinions connect. on this podcast. That's right. I want to connect, but you're so far away. And I'm just going to explain this like on the outset because this one dives into the, like so far every episode has relied on some kind of like word pun, um, which, you know, I, I stand forever. This is very amusing. <laughs> 
I mean, you were the one that said that you would fuck anybody who could make the shittiest puns. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. shitty puns. So, you know, <laughs> non-American, like, English, they're, they're even better when someone explains. Like, last episode was, like, case and kisu. This mm-hmm. one is soba, which is, you know, delicious fucking noodles. And if yeah. you don't know what they are, I'm very sorry. And it's soba and soba ni, which is to be close to or in pro- to be near. Mm-hmm. So, and the name of the episode is I Want to Connect, But You're So Far Away, which already has the Soba Di Inai. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So that's the pun I for said. today, which is great because I fucking love Soba. <laughs> I also am a big fan of Soba and wish I had some right mm-hmm. now. Big time. I have Soba. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm going to have for Let's dinner. just pause for so- a second so that I can, like, put the cat somewhere where he's not shrieking. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be right back cut that out <laughs> uh you do that yeah i will keep in the previous meows so that it yes. builds up to <laughs> the taking <laughs> sam away sam yeah. you're a bad boy bad anywho <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, i guess anyway. i guess we might as well <laughs> get started on the episode <laughs> all right so <laughs> Uh, so this opening with the, like, little, like, uh... Ooh, this is Yeah, neat. it keeps changing with every episode, how it zooms out and stuff. That little symbol. Oh, Bappy Choice! Blessed. Oh no, what's going on? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know Me? what? We've That's seen a-, a gun go off, <laughs> and we see Toei's brother holding a gun, and then we get our, uh... Our opening credits. Well, no. First, we get Toy's brother's, you know, life philosophy statement, which is that only, oh, yeah. only bad people survive in this world. Which you know, Hashtag valid, relatable. Him and him and Togo would probably <laughs> yeah. at least have like a firm handshake. Yeah. In yeah he philosophy. gives me Chikai gives me big Akio vibes <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> no, I think it's just because not. they have similar hair, but like he doesn't have the ponytail. Which I posted on the, I shared on the podcast account earlier, uh, several days ago, that this podcast has officially broken my brain because Abby, when watching that episode, thought of our favorite Sailor Moon character, Seiya, who also has Akio's hair. (laughs) But then I thought instead of just Akio. Sorry. <laughs> this is your fault. Yes. That's yes, fine. it is. I will carry I will carry this burden. I blame you specifically, Giovanna. That is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I will bear this guilt. I just want to mention before we go on with this that Chikai's jacket is fucking bald. It is! I, I want to make that as a shirt. That jacket. Yes. That jacket is so dope. I might make that shirt, actually. Please. Yeah. Look, okay, I, I know there's there's rules Tomorrow for making a day. place accessi- accessible, but you don't need quite that many. I mean, he's uh, a baby, rails. No, you don't need that many rails. Anyway, uh, let's see what do we have here. Lucky yeah, we're, we're seeing the lucky selfie item for the day, and it is... We don't, it's soba, and underneath soba. it says, soccer dish played in the gap between life and death. Oh, soccer is played. This is yep. the one that's using dish as the pun. Soccer's played in the gap between life and death. Sara exists in the gap between Sumida and Taitoku. Huh. Hey. 
hey, what does that mean? Don't know. Sumida is a river, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Let me, so let me Google I guess... real fast. The like, prince what? dish is the des- is the prince is between desire and love. I think. Okay. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna Google Taitoku River because if desire right, and love are the two things that yes. uh Rayo and Mabu mention yeah is it yeah. desire or is it love yeah y'all need to stop with all talking about princes Taitoku um it looks like it's a place okay well that 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 makes sense because a lot of the the show does rely on the landmarks around the area so much so that's probably like the lo- like we'll have to look that up that's probably like the location of the shrine or some crap like that yeah it looks like yeah. it, it's a shrine in the meantime so uh, sarah exists between the sumida river and taitoku which i mean is that where asakusa is i would imagine probably i'd have to look okay so, so what i missed while but, i was but googling we, but we skipped to you know asshole and his little brother here um, <laughs> asshole <laughs> His name is Kazuki, okay? Kazuki, I I can't even, like, defend Kazuki, honestly, but I do, I think that I like him, but I also think that that's protagonist syndrome. Like, I don't know if I like him because I actually like him, or if it's that he's, like, the protagonist, so I'm conditioned to, like, feel emotions I think it's it's probably a bit of A and B, but he's talking with Haruka, and there's gonna be a, a signing or an event where you can meet sarah yay and this and thus hijinks are going to ensue because uh yep this kid thinks he's been talking to yep to sarah so but fuck him let's skip to toy <clears throat> who talks on the phone on his back on the floor which is the biggest me mood. oh my god mess everywhere yep me and and this <laughs> fucking icon is waterboarding Christ. somebody while I'm talking on the phone with his brother, with I no with shades on. <laughs> I I I love you. Toei, while on the phone with Chikai, reiterates the fact that he saved the soba shop and he says that Chikai promised that they'd live together once everything was settled and they're sick of living apart. And Chikai apologizes for having to be apart she, from him. Chikai uh, doesn't sound the most Toy's uh, holding the gun through this entire yeah. conversation. Like, I'm not sure I buy a uh, Chikai here. He sounds a little bit like he's... Uh, going through the motions i have to say yeah i don't doubt that he cares about toy but i also don't know that he's as invested as the two in the two of them like yeah being together yeah you know I mean. mm-hmm. that's that's definitely what i'm thinking and they're talking about like this soba Inta shop. has come to the show the soba shop if i can say that word correctly <laughs> And they're talking about the fact that Toei just transferred to their school because Toei moved out of Asakusa for a little bit, but oh, after his parents died, but his relatives run the soba shop now. And after we've unlocked Toei's tragic backstory, or at least part of it, Enta's like, I want you to give Kazuki your fuck? dish of hope. What the fuck? Wait, yeah, can we, okay, can you guys run it back and yeah, that, just that line? That's a line. Okay, so we're, we are using the A Senshi subtitles, so I don't remember what the line was in the Crunchyroll one. Yeah, this is different from the Crunchyroll translation that I watched earlier today. Yeah, 
Uh, hold on. Let's, okay, so, yeah, see if you can find the line, and then we can compare the two translations. Okay, so we have two different translations of this line. The Crunchyroll translation says, After all the times he yanked your chain and hurt you. Let's see what the version says that we were watching. Yeah, so he's like, dude, after all the times he yanked your chain and hurt you, and this, the context is he's asking him to give his dish to to Kazuki. The translation that we were watching says, every time I see you, you're prostrating yourself to him like a victim of domestic abuse. Whoa! Which is... Very different. Very different in its implications. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to take a guess as to which of these translations is more accurate, but it's this one. <laughs> um, well, the, the first translation, the Crunchyroll translation definitely sounds more colloquial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This sounds way more serious. Yeah. There's, there's just, it's very different, but I'm, I don't know. This one definitely gets across much more like what, what Toy actually thinks thinks about this. Yeah. And that he does not think this is a respectable kind of behavior to have. He thinks it's kind of pathetic. Yeah. 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 So, which, you know, same. (laughs) And uh, I kind of wonder what that's got to say about Kazuki, given what we find out later. So Kazuki saved Enta's life. Uh, He says that. He says that, but I think he means it in the... um, context of oh soccer meant like a shitload to me because yeah i think the implication that we get is that anta did not have any friends before yeah becoming friends with kazuki and i think that's what he means when he says that kazuki saved his life this is great this is this is great the whole section that we just saw was um toy talking about um connections and how old things will disappear and be overwritten with new and nobody would Mm -hmm. even notice and the implication is that he's feeling very uh lost and anonymous you know what's like really kind of a a thing that i'm thinking of about that i saw someone had translated an interview somewhere basically to the effect of that during the original like script writing for this ikuhara had imagined this taking place in like a kind of more rural area like in a Mm -hmm. small town and Mm -hmm. you know finding kepi in the river and all this kind of stuff and then it got moved to tokyo later and that um that that thought and that sentiment of things keep disappearing and getting overwritten overwritten is a criticism i've heard lobbed at tokyo a few times because it tends to be very quick to just knock off old buildings and put up new ones okay yeah yeah like like tokyo has not established like uh, as good a a concept of cultural preservation it's very willing to keep reinventing itself and like the the language i've seen around that in like different places is kind of like it's becoming a criticism Hmm. like they're starting to like Hmm. was this really was this really necessary yeah as opposed to kyoto as opposed to kyoto which which... is literally the opposite they can't even like put an airport there because it's all protected so i i can kind of see like now that that's like a a philosophical discussion in this anime why it got moved to tokyo specifically yeah so i just wanted to i just wanted to know like toy's emotional state there like that's a really nice illustration of it 
I want to save him this time. And and Kazuki just just running at him. Yeah, we see <laughs> Kazuki in his Sarah outfit, and he hugs Toei and says that he needs Toei to kidnap Sarah. And now Kazuki is eating some soba, and apparently Toei. he's very bad <laughs> at eating soba because Toei says, "Did no one ever teach you how to eat?" And then oh Kazuki God. takes yeah. the bowl and puts it to his mouth and is drinking some of the broth. And, and Toei, Toei has blushes. little, little blushy face. Oh, yes. oh my God. What oh the my fuck? God. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I think it's actually, it's it's kind of interesting that he blushes at that shot because like you can see uh, Kazuki's throat move up and down. Almost like you kind of see the apple of his the Adam's apple, yeah. Yeah, the Adam's apple of his throat, and that's what Toy is reacting to. It's, it's just kind it's of really, like, guys, yeah. remember. Yeah, remember. This is a dude, remember. And that's yeah. what makes him blush. So Kazuki's trying to protect this. Kazuki has this big plan where he's gonna, like, get Toei to kidnap Sarah at the signing, that, or the, the fan event that's going to be happening. This will go well. So that he can trick Haruka into thinking that he is the real Sarah and say the secret phrase that he, as Sarah, has told Haruka that he would say. This is Mm -hmm. definitely the least convoluted and most likely to succeed version of this. (laughs) (laughs) This is some some Nanami shit. Like, this is some Nanami plot. Like, it's just a disaster All from the word go. All we need is to, to involve more animals. And yeah. There. We've got I really just want Nami. some soba. We're Me paused too. on the scene where we see the bowl with, like, the little pickles yeah. at the bottom. And I want it so bad. I'm sorry. I paused it because I wanted to talk about the, the I'm just hungry. Well, I prefer cold soba. Toy says, like, um. I don't like cold noodles. I have policy against cold noodles. <laughs> Valid. Toy says something like, uh, the weak can only survive by being protected. And yeah. then that he was forced to acknowledge. Now we've got a memory. We're getting a flashback. <laughs> okay. The sign uh, outside the door. So we're getting a flashback. And the flashback words are like upon themselves. The store was named Soba Q, closed due to the unexpected death of the owners. <laughs> Cool. Very. <laughs> Toei's parents that... died when he was 10. And he he's oh, a baby. Huge amount of debt. Apparently yeah. his a friend of theirs tricked them into a huge amount of debt. As they do. And you know what? I'm going to make this jacket. You keep seeing his lollipop in different shots randomly placed around. Yeah. So uh, Chikai shows up and chucks some money at him and then takes jewelry. Yeah, he steals some of their mom's old jewelry, presumably to sell or pawn it off in some way. And Toei says, dad told us not to do bad things. And Chikai said, only a fool would play the good Samaritan right into his grave. I yeah. And Toei says, I hate you for talking bad about mom and dad. You should have died instead. And Chikai grabs his mouth and says, it's stabbing time? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Only bad people exist and uh, survive, survive in, this world. in this world. Hey! Who hey! So, uh, someone pointed out that this random mob dude that, and I mean mob literally, mm-hmm. this random mob dude has uh, Sanatoshi's hair. Oh. Cut. Huh. Who? Oh, 
penguin drum. Yeah, he does. Oh. Yeah, it's very similar. I have a theory that this series is just Ikuhara's Subasa Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's giving him the a gun, gun to hold on to for a while. Yep. He's this the mob, mob man gives Chikai a gun. And Toy sees it. Toy sees Chikai, it. Chikai, ever the brilliant mobster, puts it in the room with a child. Smart. Totally smart. And of course, Toy. The first thing the child does is go and check it out. Yep. Because he was awake. It's got the taped handle. Uh Uh-huh. Her finger. And Toei realizes that maybe his brother is not a great guy. But now it's the next day and they're worried that they're going to move, that they're going to lose their parents' shop. Those who can't survive will disappear. Yeah. Toei doesn't want that. They don't want to, he doesn't want to forget how the soba tasted. Doesn't want to get mom and dad. It's very sad. Yeah, he wants to protect it. Aww. Capazon boxes everywhere. Yeah. Oh my god. His relatives have come and uh, they're packing up the store. Are those and... his relatives or debt collectors? I think they're the they're relatives. The, they're the relatives. You because they act a lot nicer to yeah. them than... And, uh... and then suddenly uh, Shikai buys the, the shop with a Shikai shows up with a suitcase full of money. Which is never a bad idea. He says that the relatives are going to take over the business now. And we cut back to Tony, who has apparently been daydreaming this entire flashback while Kazuki has been attempting to show him the master plan for kidnapping (laughs) Sara. Which he has, like, on a map, and he's got little symbols. Deesh! You expect me to do all the actual work? Nice. Basically, so basically what is happening here is Kazuki's baked this stupid fucking idea that they're gonna, that they're gonna do this, but he's trying to put all of the responsibility for the criminal act of it on Toy. Because he thinks Toy Toy is the bad person for whom this won't mean anything anyway. Yeah. Like, Kazuki, like, I mean, he's not thinking. Shut the fuck up. Stop. Also, given all of the evidence up until this point, I feel like that's not a an illogical conclusion to draw. Exactly. It's not, but the mentality that Kazuki has that he would use that this way is very like, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because Kazuki's a shithead. We know this. Yeah. I'm, I'm increasingly why you guys got impressed so fucking him. bitter to him. Oh my god. I just, Everyone I hates no, Kazuki. No, 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 no. I'm the only person okay. left who likes Shh. Kazuki. I just realized something. Um, this didn't this episode didn't start directly after last episode's stinger. This is the first time that's happened. It's true. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the soba gets wished like whisked out of uh their right. hand invisible otter ghosts. Which means it's a kappa zombie. Yep. And and oh, now, now, now we got cops. Now it's time for gay cops. It's otter time, boys. Every every one of these victims has a, a thing over their face. Breaking into a female oh, regular's wow. home and stealing her bath water. That's messed up. Oh dear lord, is this getting specific? <laughs> this is a very yeah. Specific apparently, fetish. our perp this week stole nice. bath water from girls. Nice. Uh, you know, I, I the, co- the cops are heroes. Okay. the police are heroes and if that's one if there's anything that you can get from this podcast (laughs) is that we believe that the police are heroes they are lives matter okay no these cops are kink shamers (laughs) no fuck you Stealing somebody's used bathwater is bad. Okay, okay, why are you leaving your bathwater?
in the tub, you pig. Shut up. <laughs> now we get so far. Dance. This has not yeah. gotten like sped up or anything because I think Ikuhara is, is extremely proud of this sequence. This is such a good sequence, though. It's, I oh could watch God, it in every episode. So... I know that eventually we're gonna have an episode without it, and that makes me sad actually because I love this. Earlier, I was watching this episode, and Jimmy said, "Oh, I love Just Dance." <laughs> yep. I would kill for a Just Dance Sarazan my edition for sure. <laughs> the more I watch this, the more like anti energy I get from Mabu. But I'm guessing that's because of the like dead eyes, but still going along with it. Just like in the musical. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He yeah. dances the way that Anthony does in the musical. He's like does everything by rope, and he's kind of like. Ugh. He's got mm-hmm. his face. Really, really well. Now we have a zombie. Oh, what does it look like? Oh. I feel like that sounded a bit different this time, but. I thought it sounded the same, but. Me too. I thought it was the same. Maybe I just haven't been listening to it very well, but. Tragedy Soba no longer <laughs> by my side. Yeah, uh, this time there are Soba noodles floating Why? everywhere. And uh, Sarah actually prefers udon nish- dishes. That's because Sarah udon, but no Sarah soba dishes. There's Sarah udon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sarah udon, but there's no Sarah soba. I don't. Zaru soba isn't close enough. Dishes a secret. It's a pun. Yeah. They're playing uh, with okay. the pun. Because Zaru soba is the. I don't remember which is, is which kind. Yeah, but I think it's. Sarah udon is a kind of udon and. Uh, Zaru Soba is a kind of I want to say Zaru Soba is the cold one, but I can't But there is no Sara Soba. That's not a thing. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Hence, Sara likes the one that has a pun with her name in it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that's why the Zaru Soba isn't a close enough dish. Dish is a secret from everyone. Hmm. Mm, Soba. Kepi with his extendable TV again. And then, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I, I, I have to say... You guys want to, hold on, you guys want to explain why we're laughing? Okay, so, you know, Toy's like, oh shit, you know, this is my my family's shop. And he grabs Kepi by the mouth the same way that his brother grabbed his mouth mm-hmm. in the flashback. Like, like, with fingers digging into his Yeah, and like, everything. thumb on one side, four fingers on the other side of the jaw. So and he, just, like, he grabs Kepi like that. And he grabs and Kepi says, like that. And turn me into a Kappa. <laughs> and, you know, turns around and he's, like, right up in there. He's, like, yep. a foot away. He yep. doesn't even give him any, like, room to zoom over there. He's just yeah. right up on him. Yep. yep. So I guess, you know what, I guess... This our, is our consent! Previous, We're gonna yeah, call this consent exactly. in, in this show. For that previous um, bad opinion that we had. Now, yes. Now we can answer Are you, are you that, happy yes, now? this is actually consent. Now it's consent. <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, look, I have to be the voice of reason and say that 14-year-olds can't reasonably consent to I, anything. I know. But... Um... I mean, look, that was already a bad faith read of this series yeah. to begin with, so... Yeah. But yeah, so, but it's it's just, like, at this point... But we're point, not delighting in their pain. They're not being, like, humiliated by having the sheer Kadama extracted at this I, point. Yeah, so, so far there's no, no established trauma from the event. Like, they I, don't Humiliation seem to be, like, is all relative to, like, the secret, the secret, the secret. and whatnot that have to be revealed. Yep. We don't get... There's nothing in here to give us the impression that, like... They are traumatized by, by this. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll get something like that later 
down the line. Like, I, I, maybe, you know what? I don't, I don't think, so. think that'll be the case, but so. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, it's not impossible. I also want to say that the whole idea of this being something that a 14 year old cannot consent to brings an element of sexuality into it that, that I don't actually I'm think they're putting not, there aside yeah, they from don't, what they, they know putting we that think. There. I'm just um, making a blanket statement yeah. that 14 year olds are not able to fully grasp the implications of consenting to anything. I, I don't necessarily mean that what is going on is inherently yeah. sexual. I just want to make sure that that oh, yeah. is Totally. That is said. <laughs> that is in yeah. this discussion. That yeah. is noted and loved. Still like, oh, but I just, I don't know. I don't see this as like. There's no. Ugh. The only thing sexual about it is the Kepi. way that Kepi we- poses when he has the full body. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Which is why one of my friends who was watching this with me in preparation for recording this episode kept referring to him as Kappa Daddy. <laughs> oh my god. I kept That's asking her so... to please stop. Oh, I get it. Oh, wow. Well, okay. okay. What, what, what? Never mind. There's a rubber ducky in the soba bowl. Okay. Oh, do, do, do you see okay. where this we'll is get going to? That later. to? Do you see where this is going? No. Well, you, it, we're not very far away. No. Toei is singing the song this time. Yeah. Guys. He sings it a, a lot episode. more dead. Well, I think because yeah. he's being Toei, and that's how yeah. Toei would sing it. Yep. Yeah. Toei would not put any effort into actually singing the song. Yep. It's but he also it. has a much deeper Capture voice. Capture it. Yeah. Capture. Um, oh, the puns. I read that there's actually a word used there that starts with Oh, Kappa. shit. Yeah, Japanese leaks. <laughs> oh, hey, it's not the punching hands this time. Nope. Now they're throwing no, bowls of soba bowls. at them instead. Nice. Different kinds of soba because you have like the Zara soba and you have, yeah. I want to be ah, by her side so badly. They're eating soba during this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's they are cute. eating soba and, and closing the soba, like the little bowls symbolically. Is this soba water? <laughs> You've got a bit of a preoccupation with your soba water there, dude. I want that bowl! Yes, I want that I bowl. I want that bowl. I want that bowl too. But they they bring up soba water several times in this, and I'm kind of curious as to is that like a is that a thing? Is like soba water a thing? Uh of some sort of note? Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's specifically soba. <laughs> oh my god, they uh, shot at the duckling. <laughs> drinking um oh. And then light comes from I'm the bottle. I'm gonna wait till it's <laughs> oh. the broth of my dreams. Gross. Yeah, he wanted oh. to make soba from leftover oh. bath water, no. a woman's oh, leftover no. bath water, which is why oh. the soba bowl had a rubber ducky in it because yes. bath water. Oh, that's yeah. Drinking drinking bath hey, water is a fetish. It's a the thing. cop is. is oh, the really? Cops are yeah. heroes. The cops yeah, are heroes for killing this guy. I'm sorry. It's it's a thing. Oh shit! He's got blue lives matter. Too. That's what it's, we say over here. It's blue otters matter. It's a blue otters matter. Blue otters matter. It's a play on the whole. Um, Am I going to have to panties. make this episode title "Blue Otters Matter"? Yes, yes. <laughs> blue otters matter. <laughs> oh, we're doing we're doing we our flashback, memory. and he gets way darker music. We are seeing yeah. flashback. Don't leave me. Honestly, the volume is a little low for me to hear the music, but no, 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 it's fine. 
So baby Toei overhears mobsters talking about Chikai and they say it's only a matter of time before Chikai slips up. Don't think you can just run and hide from us forever. Presumably the money that he used to bail out the shop was stolen from these guys. Yeah. Uh, I do want to, like, note a couple things. First of all, I can't remember the guy's name, but this is the same um, director that did episode nine of Penguin Drum, which was a very Mm. stylized episode. And, like, you can see it in a lot of things, but especially, like, the shadows, because in this flashback, Toy doesn't see the figures directly. He sees their shadows. But the shadows are very exaggerated into, like, evil figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And stuff like that. And I really love that because it is very much, like... Yeah. how a child would see Perceive it that. like yeah it's 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 very it's a thing that they did in that in the penguin trump episode as well as i recall and it's very it gets it gets across that this kid is like fucking tiny and but he's gonna go get the gun though because he is toy even though he's, we haven't like, mentioned two. the fact that baby toy is also voiced by the Toy's same regular voice actor <laughs> they, they do that with which all is of extremely them. funny Except that he fakes being young not as good. Yeah, I guess so. We see him, like, holding a picture of, like, him and his family all making soba together, and it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then Toy says, I knew this would happen, so I guess he expected this to be the secret that got, uh, yeah. oh, it's their gang thing. Their jacket is their gang jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta make that jacket. I gotta see if I can figure out how to make that jacket. Is that the same as the one he was wearing in the yes. in the bond? Oh, I thought that one looked different. Yes. No, oh, maybe. Oh, not. yeah. Here's here's uh, not Sanatoshi. We see Toei reaching into his jacket in a way that a child should not be reaching into yep. their jacket. Yeah. Yep. And we see Toei fired the gun from the opening scene. Yep. The gun that shot the mobster man. Who was gonna kill his brother. We see him fall to the ground. I called it! I called it, sort of. Halfway. And then Chikai is at the other end of the tunnel, and he takes the gun from Toei, and he stands over the mobster, and he shoots him again. Well, I mean, you Uh, gotta double tap. Okay, this this is some Ikuhara shit where they animate extremely well the thing that you're not expecting to see animated very well. Um, Chu, huh? t- tell me if that doesn't look familiar to you. Uh, the hands? The finger. Mm. So yeah, uh, Chikai takes the gun from Toy, mm-hmm. but as he does so, his finger brushes over mm-hmm. Toy's hand. Yeah. And I totally got that, like, Silence of the Lambs energy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see it, I can see yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it. it's very, like, I don't think it's sexual at all. No. But it's a very, like, intimate little, yeah, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Well, because they do care about each other, and I do. Yeah, I I think that maybe Chikai doesn't have his priorities in order, but I believe that he loves his little brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna guess Chikai doesn't want to be around his brother because uh, he's worried that's just that pulling gonna... his ass into a bad place. Yeah, and he keeps saying only bad guys survive in this world, but he clearly doesn't want that for Toy. I don't think he doesn't want Toy to become a bad guy. He says. I'm the one who killed him. Yep. Me, with this gun. We yep. brothers will survive in this world, no matter what it takes. I know you guys had uh, yeah, I already a this. take about that. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it in a minute. It's the exact same moment. Yeah. Things that have never gone bad in an Ikuhara anime. We see Kepi eat the Shirakodama, Desire digested, Soba, 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 Soba Zom dead. dead. 
I really liked that little soba zombie. I would love a little sticker of that man. That little <laughs> that cute. little soba uh, ghost. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, losing we all see... the time doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Rayo and Mabu are in something. We don't really know exactly where they are, but they're kind of like floating in the air, like with their backs together. They're at the bottom and... of the elevator. Yeah, I guess it's the bottom of the elevator. Yep. Kepi produces another dish, and it's another sil- another silver dish. You know, here's Enta freaking out because uh, Toy killed a guy, and in the background is Kazuki, Kazuki just, just chilling with a cucumber. Eating a cucumber. And I'm like, hey, sometimes the cucumber is... is a penis. And sometimes Kazuki seems to have fucking psychopathic That's reactions to That's the motto of things. the podcast, is sometimes a cucumber is just a penis. I'm like, how come that. he's not freaked out at all? He's like, yeah, yeah, you know. You killed yeah. someone for someone you love. That's legit. That's fine. I'm the next time I um, retweet the the image for the show. I'm gonna put sometimes a cucumber is just a penis instead of hold on. <laughs> <a penis>. Yes. <laughs> and Toy's just like, yeah, I totally killed a man. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's had a he lot of time. He might have killed me if I hadn't shot him, or he's... if not me, my brother. Yeah. And it just starts to try yeah. to protest, but then. He says morals can only get you so far to those with power. What does he say about right and wrong? Uh, It's just basically something like right and wrong don't really matter. Yeah, something like that. It went away right as I was reading. (laughs) Toei doesn't want the sacrifice his brother made to go to waste. And that's why he's so invested in this. And then he chops up a cucumber that Kazuki (laughs) was eating. And he threatens Enta with the ruler, not a sword. Nice. Oh, I love him. I love this ending theme so much. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> want to watch it every Toy time. Is dumpster. Jam. Yeah, I love this dumpster boy. <laughs> yeah, Toei. Kazuki great. has 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 protag cancer, so I don't like him. But I don't but, mind. But Kazuki. I like Toy. I don't mind Kazuki at all. But Toy is actually my man. actually the stinger coming up improved my opinion of Kazuki. Okay, I can. Believe that means that. he does something. Horrible. I I know you can. I, that means he does something horrible. Yeah. So okay. Previously, we have said that we think that Kazuki may have been responsible for why and or for why Haruka is in a wheelchair. Yeah, And I'm just going to say, I feel like the stinger that we're about to get maybe possibly casts some doubt on that idea, but also doesn't outright debunk it. Okay. Yeah. In any way. But I will explain why I think it perhaps changes the idea that that might be the case for me. Yeah. Yeah. I have some thoughts about that. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. It's about to be here. Yeah. So, this toy walking away. Everything's desaturated now. Well, when you see toy. Kazuki runs up to toy and hands him his silver dish of hope and says, I'll let you have my dish. (laughs) Enta (laughs) Enta crab walks over there. (laughs) And Kazuki says, I figure you deserve it more than someone like me. And Enta's like, what the fuck? You worked so hard for that for Haruka. Don't you care about him? And and Kazuki says, I I hate Haruka. And then the so, end. Yeah. I would say that p- this makes me slightly doubt the, yeah. the possibility that he caused it. Because I don't feel like he would necessarily... I mean, he. I feel like he maybe wouldn't feel that way if he were responsible. I don't it's know. Not, you know what? It's I, possible, I, but I just don't... Like, for me, that started to kind of cast doubt on that possibility. I think there's two ways you can read this at this point. And yeah. 
He hates him because of guilt. That's kind of how I would read that. And you could definitely read it that way. Or he hates him for consuming his life. That's that's kind of where I was thinking that it might have been coming from is I feel like this introduces the possibility that maybe his feelings are towards Haruka are resentment because maybe Haruka... was born like this and then has had to be accommodated his entire life which has put a drain on Kazuki as like a growing child and teenager yeah it's um I don't know that I don't I would not say that it 100% discounts the possibility that he was responsible in any way for Haruka's disability it can but be I both. feel like it just doesn't necessarily give off the same vibe no. to me it can be both um yeah. I am very curious whether they're going to take that to that conclusion because um you know it's the, the show is including you know people with disabilities but if you're if this is what they're going for it's also discuss it's also discussing how people around people yeah. with disabilities that's react. actually what i was thinking is the whole like caretaker fatigue yeah thing. like like my background okay so uh i started out nursing working in spinal cord injury rehab which you know is where you get them their wheelchair you teach them how to take care of themselves and all of this kind of stuff and you teach the family as well Mm -hmm. and i got like such huge vibes from him like that because that is that is a thing like it sounds terrible and nobody wants to think that that's a way that caretaker fatigue is a real fucking problem the family members will often to some extent resent the person with the disability because now they're the center of the universe now they need accommodation Mm -hmm. that consumes your resources because now you have to worry about you know oh is my is this ramp here etc 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 and there is a a, an innate resentment that comes from that and that's that's what i'm thinking kazuki is getting at i have to say i'm i'm a little concerned at I'm a little concerned with the idea that this is the direction that we're going with this Haruka and Kazuki subplot because as we've discussed before, Japan like as a country like is not known for its compassion for people with disabilities. And I'm concerned about the idea of like yes, caretaker fatigue is 100% a thing and it's definitely an issue. But I am concerned about the idea of centering that in a story set in a place that already doesn't really center the needs of people with disabilities. Um, you know what I mean? On the other hand, that could be the point insofar yeah. as bringing attention to that issue, acknowledging that it exists, and then... I just, like- I guess, I'm concerned <laughs> about the idea that, like... This is a story about a character and this character having a sibling with a disability, which is already something that you probably don't see a lot of in Japanese television, and then focusing a lot on how difficult that disability makes life for the people who don't have it. Yeah. Because there's already such a lack of compassion for the people who have it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i don't i I, you know like i'm not gonna write it off necessarily just at this start like because this is the first time we're being introduced to this subplot 
Yeah. But it does it throw does, off some bad energy that way. You it makes what, me concerned, but it also it makes me concerned in the same way that the cross-dressing subplot made me concerned at the end of episode one, and that has turned out to be okay. So I'm yeah. reserving my full judgment until we get more of the series, but that's just I, my I'm, my take right now. I understand your concern, and I think it's valid, but I trust Ikuhara. Honestly, I, I'm choosing has, to trust Ikuhara yeah. right now. He hasn't made a false step yet with this anime, and I kind of don't think he will. I, I don't mean, know that I, I trust Ikuhara, but I I kind of err a little bit on the side of any discussion of this topic is probably constructive, given yeah. that the general tone is to not discuss it at all. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, Sorry. it's it's it does not surprise me that it is being discussed from the perspective of the majority. Sure. Well, we don't know that yet. We don't know we that. We don't yet, actually know how we, it's going to be if, discussed. If this yet. is where they go with it, I guess. Is we what are I'm doing a lot of speculating as we to are. the direction yeah. that this is going to go. And that's yeah, just really, because this is all we've got right now. Yeah, yeah. But I really think we don't have that much to go on. We should definitely not make up our minds about anything yet because we don't know how he's going to handle yeah. it. We don't know how it's going to be presented. We Absolutely. don't even know we don't even know that he hates Haruko because of his disability. There might be some other reason. Yeah, also valid. Like so, we could be making some assumptions here that the text is not actually going yeah, to Okay. So let's But mm-hmm. but even if the text doesn't ultimately parse that out, the framing at this point is clearly meant for you to assume mm. that he hates him because of the disability. If that turns out not to be true later, that's one thing, but that is not what it's you're not supposed to take right read. now. Yeah. No, it's that is not, the obvious it's not read an unfair point. read, but it's not confirmed. Necessarily. Yeah. It's not something that we can 100% yeah. trust. But you are supposed yeah. to suspect it mm-hmm. at this point. So. Um, yeah. Like I'm honestly, I would sure. I would really if this this parses out in this direction like we think it's going to. I really hope that we see some feedback from uh, people like like Japanese people that have more of a context for what this means because I would love to hear more. Absolutely, because yeah, it's very hard to filter like because we're filtering it through what we think of as how this mm-hmm. works. And I very much suspect that Japan has such a different take on it to begin with that. It's hard for us to say whether this is progressive or not, what the commentary is. Like, we're kind of trying to look through, you know, mm-hmm. muddy water at this. So I I would like to see kind of what it looks like from their point of view. But, yeah. but it is, if nothing else, it is very interesting to see this topic being addressed at all. Because you, this is the first time I've seen anyone in a wheelchair in an anime. Yeah. So I've only seen okay, I've seen a person in a wheelchair in an anime before, but it was a magical girl anime and when she transformed she didn't have the wheelchair anymore. So that is not, not a good. great look. <laughs> not That's a, a bad great look. look. You know what that is? That is the same energy as movie Utna suddenly growing hair wow. and being not dikey anymore. Wow. <laughs> she goes from like she goes from like this like really butch, you know. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't even tell she's a girl, Sayanji moment. And then she transforms and suddenly she has, like, huge tits, tiny waist, long hair. Yeah. And it's like, thanks, I, I hate it. <sighs> you you wanted to do, you know, butch badass Utina, but you couldn't, you couldn't hold on to that, could you? Nope, we yep. had to do big tits. 
Uh. Anyway, but it, it, it is the same. Like, here's a thing, but we're just going to chuck that out the window as soon as possible. Like, <laughs> fuck you, man. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. okay. So, I honestly, okay, this episode was definitely exactly what I wanted for Toy. Yeah. Uh, we all knew that he was going to have a terrible criminal background, and I did guess that somebody had died. I don't remember wh- exactly what I predicted it anymore, yeah. but it was something there, like There was this. a death involved. Um, and Jikai protecting him. I, I do feel like this episode, like, like, Toy's background is very unsurprising. It's unsurprising, like, I could have written very that, satisfying. Yeah. I could have written that script in my sleep as far as, like, yeah, you know, no, there's no surprises. Here, but it is framed in such a... I do feel like... I, I do have a small criticism. It's not really a criticism or a comment. I feel like Toy's backstory really stretches this premise a lot. Mm-hmm. It stretches the framing device and the premise of this show in that it's almost like... Like, you know, when it's, oh, I have gay feelings for my my ubu friend, and oh, I dress in girls' clothes to make my 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 brother happy. And Once you're you get, like, oh, I, I killed a man. fucker, now take something out of my butt, and, like, the traumatic weight of having fucking killed somebody really, I, I think, maybe doesn't entirely comfortably fit in, you know, Kappa zombies and dance numbers and... To be honest, I it, like the contrast. I like the contrast, like but it. it is a stretch. It's, it is. It's demanding a lot from the viewer. I like to cross-dress. I'm in love with my best friend. I, I shot someone. Yeah, yeah, like, it's... Yeah, no, it's, honestly... It's, okay. it's a big okay. ask for the viewer. Look, this is not a. This is not is something this, you would ask is someone... Is this not how I act in the Discord? I let, you know, other people do the, oh, hey, here, how here's a video about Gordon Ramsay doing a thing, blah, blah, blah. And then I go and I drop terrible, terrible things in the food channel. Yes. So this for me is like, yes, yes, exactly. Give me that, that, you know, light happiness. And then that sudden drop into, oh my God, what's going on? It's it's very, it's very hard. Because this basically feels like we went from like two Nanami episodes to episode nine. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens. You go from curry shit Mm -hmm. to episode nine. Yeah, you know, and I, I have love a tragic it. backstory as a baby. <laughs> My parents died, and Scientia tries to kill a bitch. Yeah, that's that's the energy I'm getting from this, and that always amused me. So this amuses me in the same way that I it's like it. this is a this is an ask. You're demanding a lot from your viewer, Ikuhara. Yeah, but the and emotional, I can see why okay. the reaction for people that aren't used to that is mm-hmm. not good because really? there's yeah, there's been people a lot of like, like yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of commentary <laughs> about tonal dissonance and i do get it like it is again it's stretching its yeah. premise a lot but if you didn't expect that going in you yeah you no, know like this is not new for ikuhara this is what he does but it is very like Woo! i guess i should expect people to recoil when they're slapped in the face do you guys think that this is perhaps what people were talking about when they were talking about, like, there being a big deal? Like, maybe it was episode four instead of episode No, because the, pre- the pre-screening was only the first three episodes. So they didn't oh, that's the right. Yeah. yeah. So, no, the, the, they were making a big deal out of that one. And then this one raised the stakes quite a bit. And I'm, I'm I was just so thinking happy. that, like... Episode so 3 was not necessarily that 
it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But seeing a tiny child kill a man is a little bit of a big deal. I, hey, hey, to me, hey. the most sensational thing in this show still is the weed. Yeah, for that's Japan. fair. For that's Japan, fair. That's, that's... But, like, episode three wasn't a thing for us because we all have a major case of the gay. Like, yep. So... Well, it's not even that. It's just that, like, oh, from... gay stuff in anime is literally, like... Yeah, it's, it's like, this is Ikuhara. Like, what you don't hell? even need to be narrowing it down to anime we like. Literally all anime has gay shit. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, but Japan took a fat octopus lady and two, you know, eels and turned them into, like, a gay trio of fuckboys. I mean, I'm sorry, what? Um, oh my god, you, you didn't know? know? I'm sorry, do we want to maybe explain for the oh, class? The class who is me? The cl- okay, okay. Uh, you can cut this out if you need to. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting any of this out. What are you talking about? I'm going to go to their main site because their main site is horrifying and extra. So this is, I think Jesus it's a game Christ. or something like that. But this is Disney uh, Japan doing something called Twisted Wonderland. I'm sorry? How have I not heard of this? And okay, so now we are in uh, Octa- Octavanel, Twisted from the Little Mermaid. Right? Little, little, uh-huh. little mermaid. I'm uh-huh. looking at this right now in the screen share. So, as you can see, this is the artist that does Black Butler, if that if that isn't obvious from the get-go. Yep. Uh, that they have, makes sense. They have redesigned the uh, two eels and Ursula into three fuckboys. Well, at least mouse over so that they're in color. So and they, to- they totally do this, like, mobster look for yeah. them, which actually kind of is cute because it's the make a contract thing. So there's but, Ursula. But there's Ursula, the the male there's... pretty boy. I don't know the two eels. I, the, I yeah. the eels are named Flotsam and Jetsam. So this would be Jetsam yeah. and this would Flotsam. be Flotsam. They're renamed <laughs> to Azul, Ashen Grotto, Jade, Leech, and Floyd Leech. Ugh, I hate this. <laughs> the only reason you could ever figure out who the fuck they are is because the little beauty mark is still there. And I they hate also this so much. They also did this with uh, Alice in Wonderland, but I don't know Alice in Wonderland. I don't remember it well enough to know who the who. Okay, who the so fuck is this who. is They're probably the caterpillar because they're calling him Cat Cater Diamond. Diamond. I. Don't know. Yeah. This is probably I do Alice in Wonderland, and I don't even understand who these fuckers yeah. are supposed to be. I but oh, but boy, the- I hate this a lot. <laughs> you don't like you don't like pretty fuckboy Ursula. Look, I like pretty fuckboys, but anytime that someone takes Ursula and makes her a skinny person of any gender is when I start to become upset. It's it exists. So boy, howdy. Any, anyway, I don't even know what we were talking about that led to this, but I, I, I don't remember how to... we got on this fucking conversation <laughs> either. But this this exists and, and you have now seen it. And I'm I'm glad I have been able to bring this to your attention. Japan is good at this shit. Oh, boy. They need to start doing that, that stuff here. I want to see. <laughs> okay, so and, now that anyway, we don't even now that we don't remember what we were talking about. Before. Yeah. Anyway, no. gay otters. Okay. Yes. Blue otters matter. Yeah, we're going to stop with the, the gay eel species and go to gay otters. Gay otters. Okay. Yeah, we br- so, we need to wrap up soon. Because we're supposed to go stream now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys need to stream. <laughs> Next <sighs> week we need to do the curious cat instead of finding a hot take and screaming about it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, normally we will just check the curious cat, but this was a take that was brought to my attention that I felt like we needed to yeah. talk about. Yeah. 
because I have gotten some curious cats. So we will we get to that. We should just call it the complaints corner. CC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else do we have to say about this episode? You know, honestly, guys? like, uh, not a hell of a lot. I'm so satisfied by it. I. It was not surprising, like you said. Mm-hmm. The, the script. There's no kinda, shock here, but you could have like written the script in your sleep, kind of thing. It writes itself, but it was very satisfying to see it happen. And for the people who are upset about tonal dissonance, suck my entire ass. I'm sorry. I, I do think it is like good. I'm gonna rewatch it and I'm gonna look for this, but I think there was a kind of sense of like different depictions of Chikai depending on whether your point of view was toys or not. Yeah. Because he's drawn and presented a lot more uh, grimly. When you're just being shown stuff on the screen versus when you're seeing Toy's recollection. Well, that's something that we'll have to where go he gets, and check out. Yeah, he gets illustrated as much more heroic. So I'm kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see where that's going, but. Yeah, exactly. But I think yeah. that about wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I don't know that we really have much more to say. And if we do, <laughs> who cares? We need to wrap up. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Plus. Okay. Yeah, time for plugs. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at the Twitter for our... Uh, I'm not going to say what you said that Uzunacast is to us. Um, <laughs> to our... The Domcast. podcast <laughs> that is above us, but not a Domcast. Uzunacast. <laughs> if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. If you would like to find other things that I do in the world of podcasting, you can check out the Fresh Podcast Market, a real podcast about fake podcasts, or Huella Magi Monica Magicast, which has these two jokers. Where can I find you guys <laughs> online? You can find us at O-H-T-O-R-I dot N-U. That's our site. It has pretty much everything we've done for the last 20 years. Um, I mean, so be warned, really. And also... <laughs> <laughs> that's more and, of a threat than a promise yes i mean i don't know how to do anything else just threats and curses but anyway um you could also find us on twitter where we shit post a lot uh <laughs> at o-h-t-o-r-i underscore n-u and we have a curious cat that is attached to the at utanacast twitter account you can send us any sarah and my questions there or you can send them to the empty movement curious cat it doesn't really matter we'll see it either way and if you find any really spicy takes, definitely, definitely send them our way. Yeah, send us your oh, your yeah. spiciest takes so we can <laughs> make fun of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, and do you remember that galaxy brain Utena take that girls can't understand Utena? If anybody I'm finds- sorry? Wait, we don't no, have time no. for this. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one another we'll day. We'll save that we for We next. don't have time for this. <laughs> Screaming about that take is a whole separate podcast episode. Yes. Um, I don't think we have any other, I was trying to think of the other plugs, but since this is like a, a a minor podcast, we don't really have any other plugs for it that aren't just- Did you just call our podcast underage? Well, I said minor as opposed to like Utenicast <laughs> being the major podcast, oh not like she, minor she clearly, in terms of age. She clearly didn't mean it that way because Akio didn't just bust through the door. Uh, that's true. So uh, I right. guess I guess that's it. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> us, everyone. Hi. Yes, thank you. We have been Sarah Zanmai. Sarah Zanmai.